is listening, we are open to it. We are open to sponsorship. No. We'll wear, I will wear a Marlboro leather jacket for sure. If you were going to wear uh, a, a cigarette brand leather jacket, what would it be? Mine actually, my chosen one might not be Marlboro, but I know what it would be. But go ahead, you say first. I don't know. That's all my family ever smoked, so I actually did wear one at one point in the 90s. What did you smoke? Nothing ever For in the my listener, life. Amanda has a wicked smoking habit. She has a, a wicked a nicotine, wild nicotine secret habit. smoking habit. Oh, such lies! Don't lie to the people. <laughs> uh, which which like leather cigarette jacket would you wear? Like I don't even know. I was going to say, do you so even know any? My time yeah. Nobody I really know. Lucky Strike. That's what I would pick. You stole mine. Amazing. <laughs> So when I worked in the at the gas station, I worked in a little gas station cubicle when I all through college and into graduate school, surrounded by bulletproof glass, amazing. Uh, it was perfect because I could Scary. do my homework. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It was in, in a It wasn't area. in a bad area. Yeah, it just happened to be like that little those little kiosk ones. You don't yeah. see too many. Actually, they're at Sam's. The thing yeah, at Sam's I, is like that. I know. I know what they are. So I would just sit in there. And obviously, people would get gas and stuff. Uh, and I'd like you, you have duties, but otherwise, you're there completely by yourself, ninety nine percent of the time. So it's perfect. So I would just sit and do my homework. Uh, but I loved certain brands of cigarettes, not smoking them, but how nostalgic they were, like Benson and Hedges, amazing. No and uh, Lucky Strike was the best of all because they had no filter and they had never changed the. Logo, so it almost looked like a like a World War Two era, um, like Brit- like RAF, like uh, Royal Air Force symbol. Super cool, super cool. And there's just one thousand year old guy who came in, and he would he would he it was such a weird, creepy looking guy. And he would just go pack of luckies. Oh amazing. my! Absolutely amazing. Okay. Gas station. Do you think he just ate the cigarettes? He it's, it seemed like he just put them in his <laughs> oh. eyes. Oh, so anyway, anyway. If, if we were going to get sponsored by a brand, what would what brand would you prefer? Like, what would brand uh, would you be juiced about? Other than the fact that you would, like, for the money and the free stuff. I don't know. And I feel like it would, it would have to be something that like we actually use a lot. Because otherwise, like, what's the point of being sponsored and getting stuff if you don't? Well, want to use the product. That's an excellent point. But what if it was a cool thing that we don't even know about right now? Like eight months ago, we didn't know about sparkling ice, and now the, no, I only no, no, no. drink. Sparkling. You didn't know about sparkling right. ice. Right. Well, okay. When I say we, I mean me. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I uh, can we? Let's just get sponsored by like a farm. Oh, so they send us f- free uh, meats? meat. Yeah. yeah, but we need specific meats. Like they don't have like at just just different times. Oh, uh, we could just plug it in. Say, yeah. you want ninety nine one turkey now, and we'll take ninety three seven in two months. And right. Maybe. I would. I would. Be, it'd be up. Be up for being sup. Uh, Words are hard. Sp- sponsored by a supplement company, because then we can get some supplements. Uh yeah. But we, it tend, well, I don't know. It also depends. I guess we go through a fair amount of supplements at what, different points. What if we could get sponsored by either a pharmacy, right? You know what I mean? Or uh, like a like a testosterone clinic, like the low T clinic. You know what I mean? What if you know what I mean? And we just talk about the benefits of something like that, and then. 
we're just paid in product. That would require that at least one of us is low. How do you know what? It doesn't mean it's required to be low. You it don't recommended, not required. I understand, but to a certain extent, it doesn't matter. How do you know he's not? He's just wants the assumption that he is. I just feel yeah, a little bit low today. I feel low energy. Oh, you know what I mean? Darn. Sleep more. Stop drinking caffeine so late at night. I'd like to be... I'd like to have super physiological levels. That's what I'm looking for. That's great. And what is that going to get you? Potentially I, nothing. I think everything. Or nothing. Except for bad things. Like, no bigger hair. Muscles. Bigger muscles? Yeah, bigger muscles. No hair. With that. that doesn't... There's heart issues. Other things cause that, and if it's from a if it's from a clinic, then you have someone watching over you. Yeah, then they check. A little, they check all that stuff. Then you're the getting, answers. No, you're getting moving like on. one or two milli, Like no, you're just we're moving a, on. You're just getting a syringe or two a week, not no. like every couple. I'm not getting day. blasted all the time. No. Anyway, if someone is out there, you think it would probably make sense for my business to sponsor this podcast. We're open to it. Cigarettes. No. Soda, candy, testosterone, what? whatever. Whatever. Cars. Sparkles. Oh! What if we were sponsor- sponsored by, like... Toy barn. Oh, man. And we were swagging. And then we had to we had to talk about, like, the... Like a G-Wagon. We had to like. talk about, like, the, the intricacies of, like, this Ferrari 458. It's you know awesome. The, you what know would the, we even talk about? You just the, keep going. It's awesome. Well, we'd just be like, they'd, they'd want us to say, like, look at the really, the really like cool, spec sheet. like, heads-up display that they have in cars now. But instead, we'd be like, it sounds awesome when you turn it on. It's awesome. When Everybody you turn it on, looks at you when you're driving. It's really cool. It's loud. It goes faster than my Honda Civic. This Mercedes AMG G63 is... Cool. Awesome. <laughs> I, I feel cool when I get in it. You guys are fired. I, don't th- I think we could have something there. It's like the one part of that song where it's like, what's the difference between your 458 and my 488? And it's like $180,000 to $100,000. For a while, you I think it's from the Stupid Again song. If you haven't listened to that, Stupid Again by... It's the one where Conor McGregor... Is in the oh, I'd like to apologize to abs- for absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, go ahead and listen to that one. Get yourself hyped in the car. Um, Do you listen to that on the way to the gym? Sometimes it just get, comes on. Get yourself right. Get yeah, yourself right. I get myself right. Um, but he says, "What's the difference between your four fifty eight and my four eighty eight? And for a while, I was like, "That doesn't make any sense." And then I realized it's two Ferraris, a four fifty eight and a four eighty eight. Oh. Frankly, I'm all right with either one. Whatever. Yeah. 88, 58, whatever you want to do. We'll make work. We'll make it work. What color Ferrari would you have? Me? Like classic red? No, black. Matte sure. black. Like a, yeah, and you'd call it like the black the black widow or something like that. Like no, yeah, that's girl boss. <laughs> girl boss. No. That's weird. I saw a black SI today when I was at Kroger. It was like looked nice. And I thought, "Ooh, maybe." <laughs> All right, Pal Paul. So Matt Black. Matt Black. All right. That's as white girl as it gets. Uh, I don't that's think like so. Every, that's like every female in like 2015 was like, yeah, goals are to have like a rich husband and then a Matt Black Range Rover. What do you think about that? But we're going to move on to a new topic. We went to the Nutcracker. 
<laughs> yes, we did. Amazing. Been to the Nutcracker many times, but not for a long time. Not for maybe like... Three months. Eight years, maybe? Five, six, eight years, somewhere in there? Eight years, somewhere like that. Uh, and only in Pittsburgh, so this is the first time we saw it in Columbus. Very nice. What was your favorite part of the Nutcracker? Oh. What did you think of... Uh, tell the people about the guy. The guy. Made an, there was a good gentleman in the performance who made quite an impression on you. Well, but we are argued over who he was. So I think he was the prince in the story. But you said no, that the Nutcracker is the prince, which I don't understand. There's like a variety of princes in it. He was one of the sub-princes. Yeah, because he was with the Sugar Plum Fairy. Yeah. Yeah, in her kingdom. So he was the prince. You don't think he was just like a drone bee? Like they just plucked him out of the fields and like, come here, handsome, you're going to dance <laughs> you're a little bit. Dance. No. He definitely had a lot of skill in terms of his art. No, yes, I know that. I know that he was a prof- like he's I actually. Even, I wasn't even there. LA. I can answer the question. Yeah, I mean the guy, the character itself. Never mind. What, tell the people <laughs> why he made such an impression on you. Not just on me. I think on. No, he most made an impression people. on me too. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was great. But because he was just so drastically different from the rest, and it may have been like he was in full on like white spandex. Whereas everybody else or the other male characters weren't in such tight-fitting clothes. Basically what she's getting at is he had great legs, great glutes on him. Sure, yeah. He had great everything. He had good quads, good calves. Overall, like, he just fit the part. Like, they talk about, like, ballerinas, oh, they're like twigs. But they have to be very strong and, for the most part, are muscular. It was nice to see just, like, a hunk of man up there. No, that's not... Jesus. Do you think that men, in their pursuit of uh, the physique of their... Sort of the physique of their dreams, should do more lower body work? Do you think there's an overemphasis, you personally, on upper body work among men? And they, they tend to skip the lower body. I think that's the stereotypical way of the conventional gym. Yes. Do you think girls notice legs more than guys think? Like, because obviously yes. they guys are thinking like big pecs, big arms, nice wide back, uh, and then they put all their energy into that, and they don't put any energy into exercising their legs because they have. You know, jeans on or whatever, pants. Do you on. think? Do you think you only say yes though because you have big legs and you like to work out? Like, let's go back to no. Let's say this like, is always like always 2000, a thing. Two thousand and eight, Amanda. It doesn't. You could take me back to like four year old Amanda. Like, I always made fun of my dad because my dad. Now my dad never really like worked out, but he's always been in manual labor. So my dad had a great like upper body, but he's always had like these little chicken legs. And it just never made sense to me. Like, how how can he do what he does and, like, build a decent physique in his upper body, but then have, like, nothing in his lower body? Uh, so, no. that That is something for my entire life I've always noticed. All right. So, was that... Would you say that was the outstanding memory of the Nutcracker for you? Was that gentleman? No! His glutes, uh, glutes quads, and calves? No. 
All right, what was it? Clearly it was for you, so oh, maybe we should have that discussion. I thought it looked great. It wasn't my favorite part. The music was my favorite part and the artisticness of the ballet itself. But yeah, a couple well-put-together people dancing around up there. Absolutely. That's what everybody wants to see, if they're honest. Sure. It is. You want to see people who are like do you want to see prime like, physiques? Yeah, someone who looks, someone who looks awful. Just a little sloppy? No, certainly not. That's why, people, like, uh, if you think about like uh, screen actors, you know, like they're all in great shape in movies. Like Gerard Butler in Three Hundred. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, shape. but then look at Gerard Butler in every other movie that he's ever done. I haven't. I couldn't tell you another exactly. one. Exactly. That's the point. Three Hundred is the only movie I care about. So. Right. And he looks great. So that's that's not true. That's a horrible example. Do you like the music of the Nutcracker more or all other Christmas music more? Both both of you, please answer. Nutcracker. Uh, that's You can't compare. It's like just a drop in the bucket. Yeah, okay. So uh, classical Christmas music such as the Nutcracker or like the Mariah Carey all I want for Christmas is you Justin Buble yeah Justin all those all other Bing Crosby all those other things it's, that time out it's Burl Michael Ives, Buble whatever. first of all not oh, Justin, Justin sorry Justin Timberlake whatever they know who they, they know who I mean I think they're the same person they're anyways. not oh. or just classical Christmas music but what do you consider classical Christmas music? Are oh, we talking symphonic, like Burl I mean. Ives? No, no, no. Because like, that is classic Christmas music. Class, but that's classic in like the last 60 years, right? Or 80 or 70 years, right? Since 1950, we'll say. Uh, I mean like symphonic Christmas music. Like obviously the Nutcracker, I think, is like 19th century or early 20th century, right? Uh, versus uh, like modern music. Modern being like... 1930s to now. I don't know. You'd have to play me something else other than the Nutcracker to decide. So you, yeah. would, so you pick, like, globally, you'd pick, like, the Burl Ives, Justin Buble. Oh, <laughs> Again, you both are fired. Michael Timberlake. Oh, boy. So you don't have Tchaikovsky, Tchaikovsky's Oh, fifth. boy. Let's <laughs> try that again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I enjoy classical music. It doesn't mean you don't like the one you don't pick. I mean, just if you're going to listen to one forever at Christmas time, what would it be? I don't, I don't know. My playlist includes it all, so I can't. I could do just symphonic. I know you. Yeah, I, know. I can't. Uh, the Nutcracker yeah. music is so good, and then when you listen to that like cloyingly sweet, horrible Christmas music that you've heard nine thousand times, like but that in, means at my you mom's have to house, get rid of Dean. That's all right. I don't. I can listen to his other music. I just I can't listen to, I the oh oh because he sings uh, "Baby It's Cold Outside." Mm-hmm. Amazing. Gotta get rid of Dean. What that's about right. "Last Christmas" by Wham? That, that by George, George Michael. Those yeah. are tough. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you don't take a couple L's in the things that you lose that that you think are funny that or that you like. Uh, All for the Nutcracker. But That's... yeah, I'll take. I'll still take the Nutcracker. Okay. Have you ever used a Nutcracker? Uh, I've not. I think I have unsuccessfully. Yeah. It's not easy, if I'm remembering correctly. 
I wonder how that even came about. Like, obviously, there needs to be some some sort of mechanism to crack open nuts, but like, no. how like why, how, why is it a man? Thing? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was just know. decorative, right? So it's like they had nutcrackers, but it was some at some point someone of they these like carved one into a man. Exactly, yeah. you wanted something that was a little more decorative, a piece basically that you could bring out when you had people over to flash the Display. cash a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Sure. So today, so that was Friday. Yes. Nothing happened yesterday. We went to Sam's in the gym. And dinner. Yes. We did go. (laughs) I forgot about that. That was very nice. Today, though, one year anniversary party for the Aerobic Power Builder. Correct. You may think to yourself, uh... Well, the podcast is older than a year, so you're lying to us. We're not. We're, it's the company itself, the LLC, is actually just about a year old. We operated uh, under the umbrella of a different business for the first probably eight months that we were we were making the podcast. Yeah. We started doing this, doing our own thing in December of 2020. So we're just at about a year. Yep. So we had a, a little get-together at Pins. Nearby, games, duck pin bowling. Yeah. Amazing. That was the first time you actually played? Yes. Okay. Super fun. Rye, first time for you? It's yes. more fun. I thought it was going to be like bowling where you could sort of like take it or leave it. Like you can, like you just do a couple frames and you're like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm probably good for another couple years. But it was significantly more fun for some reason than regular bowling. Yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, I've done it plenty of times before. Um, and then as a kid, we had a very similar type apparatus in our basement. Um, so instead of like these pins hung on a string, there's a little like trigger, uh, on the actual lane that like you roll the ball over and it knocks the pin back from its like hanging position. Mm. Um, but still very similar. You use like a two or three pound ball and it is a lot, uh, harder, I think, than regular bowling. Yeah. You don't get as much like kick around. Whip it. Whip it like you were. (laughs) This thing fly around in normal bowling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Uh, we're thankful that everybody, everybody who came out and joined us in celebrating. Yeah, it was really nice. Nice turnout. It was nice to see everybody. It's always nice to see people outside of the gym. Yeah. Right? You see a whole different side of... Like a lot of our people we see every day, uh, or nearly so, you know, five times a week or something like that. And But you only see people in one environment. And frankly, they only see us in one environment, too. So you see people in kind of a new way. Yeah. Uh, and you can kind of just hang out and be convivial and chat. You still naturally chat. We'll chat about some element of their programming or something like that but sometimes you just chat sometimes about duck pin bowling yeah so that was fun fun day it's been a fun year it has exciting year lots of changes putting putting everything together trying to keep the business rolling and doing what it needs to do so what are your uh as we look back 12 months Mm -hmm. what are your best memories oh that's hard. I think for me, I was, ex- I was excited about us kind of finding our own space. Like that was a little stressful in the beginning. Yeah. Um, 
but I think kind of finding a space and, and then ultimately making it our own, right? So instead of being in uh, another gym's space, like actually having now a space of our own. So I think kind of those two pieces together has just been kind of awesome to have our own space. And you guys have put up some nice posters. We've added some equipment. Um, so I think that's just kind of cool to see that piece. I think it's cool kind of in the same sense to look back and like, we've been in the same space now for a year, but how it's changed in the sense that like when it's hot outside, we have the doors open and it's, you know, everyone's super sweaty and blah, blah, blah. To then like now it's cold, the doors are closed. It's like just different seasons physically, but seasons in the gym too. And I think watching different people, like the progress that people have made in a year, whether some people haven't even been with us for a year and just seeing like the insane progress they've made or the people that have been with us for a while and were with us before we started this whole thing on our own and like just the massive progress they've made. And it's, it's easy to get lost in the day to day where you're like, I see them every day or a couple times a week. Like, yeah, I know they're adding five pounds here or there, but then when you look at it, when you zoom out and like six months you're like this person's made tons of progress or it's like amazing how much they've transformed uh so i think that's the cool thing i also think that the community is much more of like a community i think it's been cool for us to get closer to the clients and the clients to get closer to us and it's less of like this person is my fitness coach and I have to spend an hour with them and it's more like they're excited to hopefully excited to spend time with us and yeah. hopefully it's an enjoyable time you know I mean they they enjoy us being around in the same that we enjoy being around them yeah I think that's probably one of the biggest changes for the majority of our clients because they went from like seeing you and I like every day together um to then kind of just getting one of us at a single given day when they're in the gym, um, which I think has been kind of cool because then they've been able, like Ryan's clients been able to develop a relationship with me or my clients with Rye. And I think, yeah, I think kind of that part of it has been cool specifically for me because you, obviously we have had new people come in, so they get kind of all three of us, but the people who have been with us for a while and then I kind of stepped in as this like third person and then being able to watch the trust be built between me and client X and kind of developing that own relationship and watching me, you know, watching us build trust and have now our own coach client relationship. But especially given that I was kind of the odd one out in sense that like I no one really knew everyone knew who I was but no one really saw me or heard from me or anything until we moved to our space now and especially given that I'm much younger than basically all of our clients by a yeah. drastic amount and stuff like that it's been cool to like watch how everyone's been super open and being like okay I'm willing to build trust with you and I take you just as seriously as everyone else yeah yeah, it's, I really, 
gratifying to watch people make lots of progress and cool to watch people develop uh, social relationships and friendships with people who they didn't know prior to coming in. And so that's something that naturally we want to continue to foster among our in-person clients. Um, it's fun for me to watch us continue to dial things in and really for a lot of this year get into a point where we have a, a very good flow. And it doesn't mean that we can't improve things and it doesn't mean that we won't continue to tinker with and improve things and change things as we think they're appropriate and help us deliver a better product. But it's cool that we have, you know, when you start everything, you're developing systems. And a lot of systems we took from the gym we were at previously because we thought they worked really well and there's no reason to change them. Right. Um, but it's nice that we've kind of really have real quickly early in this year in 2021 started to come into our own in terms of developing those systems and now it's a matter of refining them right that the overarching thing that we do which is individual design and helping people with their nutrition and lifestyle and all that kind of stuff and training is there and we just keep getting making that better and better and better but it's the other stuff i think that we're getting better and better at too yeah. And so it'll be exciting in this coming year to continue to refine that. And we're, we have some projects that we're excited for internally and, and excited to continue to make our training facility a better and better place to come. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it's been it's been fun to watch all that kind of stuff. We have some people who are have become competitive in strength sport. Um, people who are probably on the cusp of thinking about being competitive in, in either strength sport or physique sport, they're considering it. Um, and of course, most of our, the people we work with just want to be strong and healthy and, and look good without, without their clothes on. Uh, and obviously our, our job is to continue to facilitate that for, for everybody, regardless of their goals or how they're coming in with, you know, and working with us, et cetera. So yeah, it's been Fun and excited to look for the next thing, which brings me to the next question. What are your, and they could be individual goals or they could be goals for the business itself. Because um, we sort of each run our own business within the business. So this is sort of a multi-pronged question. What are your goals for the coming year, for 2022? Um, so I think for me, I like the fact or that now we are like multi-generational. So for a while we had a couple mother-daughter duos, um, but now we're starting to get some younger kids into individual design. And I think that for me is awesome. And I'd like for us as a business to uh, kind of expand that because I think it's just an untapped area that we can work on uh and just to think there's some fun ways that we can bring in some younger kids who um maybe don't enjoy team sports or individual sports or on the flip side of that like that do but need somewhere or some kind of path uh in their off season so i think for us that that's a a fun thing that i'm excited for us to explore as a business next year yeah yeah i agree with that i well one would be similar to that to kind of explore maybe if you have if what you were talking about is a little bit of a younger side for me is more of that like 
late teenager, uh, you know, like competitive high school athlete or coming out of that or early college student um, who in the same sense maybe is like super competitive athlete and they're like, well, I'm out of high school now. What do I do? Or they're like, I just want to get super jacked. Um, so I think building that uh, is something that would be interesting for me. Um, and just to generally build my client base, you know what I mean? Um, so we can continue to help as many people as we can. Because uh, I think we all agree that we can provide what is optimal for just about everyone, even if on paper it's optimal for everyone. Um, so it's just expressing that to people and showing how, how we are optimal and what we can help them with. Yeah, I think mine's not super dissimilar. Um, I like to see us all continue to grow our client lists and continue to refine how we work with our existing clients, the people who are, we're fortunate enough to to work with, um, for us to continue to uh, expand our professional capacity. So I think we're in a really good spot now. And obviously this can come off as brash or arrogant, but in a really good spot now in terms of offering a service that's significantly ahead of a lot of our peers. So we've talked about it before, but significantly ahead of group class, but also significantly ahead of people who do similar stuff to us. Um, and that's gratifying and that's great, but we need to continue to get better. We need to open up more distance between what we're doing and what everybody else is doing and have it that, that difference be very clear. Where I think sometimes it's, it's kind of clear, but we need it to be very clear. Um, so that's that's one thing. Uh, excited about, like as Rye said, uh, working with younger people, not just in the sense that like an off-season training or something like that, although that makes a ton of sense for people who aren't currently playing a sport, um, but also kids coming out of high school, uh, boys and girls who are interested in a lifestyle that is not wildly dissimilar from what we lead which is to say you could sort of term it like globally the like a bodybuilding or or sporting lifestyle fitness uh, lifestyle. yeah fitness lifestyle where they're very interested in pushing their capacity they're very interested in healthy habits learning how to train and understand programming the right way and the balance between working hard in the gym and recovery and nutrition to support that that often tends to really dovetail well with being a high achiever outside, like a high achiever in academics, a high achiever in terms of their vocation, all that stuff. So I'd like to, we've talked about it before, but I'd like to start like basically like a club. Um, and it could, you know, in that age range, like kids basically from like 14 to 22. Um, Cause I think if you can develop those habits at that point, you're, you're effectively set forever. Then we're not going to see you again when you're 40 and you've gained 35 pounds since you were in college and you, you are almost starting from zero uh, or starting when you need to work all that off. If we can create those habits with people who are younger and they just never get rid of them, uh, they never have that problem. They just they move through life and they're always where they want to be in all ways, in terms of health, in terms of physical performance, and then, of course, in terms of their aesthetics. And if we look at, that's why it's our slogan, 
that's the the things that those are the things that people are interested in. And so I'd like to help people who are a little bit younger develop those habits when they're young. Yeah. I'm gonna, it sounds kind of not arrogant, but it's almost like creating what I am right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's how I think of it. Because it's like I think a lot of people. It's like creating healthy habits in terms of eating and being self-sufficient in terms of making your own food when you need to and and understanding how to put together a nutrition plan for yourself and, and what healthy eating looks like, but also making that work around, you know, having a girlfriend and going out to dinner with her, or, you know, going on vacation and, and living still enjoy and, hang, you know, hanging out with my friends and stuff like that, that is part of being a young adult, but then also, you know, creating skills or building skills that kind of launch me into the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Creating kind of a self-sufficiency, uh, in terms of going to the gym or, you know, going to the store and figuring out what to buy and how to make this and creating and having enough meals in the day. So that way it's not like you're thrown into college or you come out of college and you're like, well, I know I should be going to the gym and eating well, but I have no idea what to do. And then you find help. Like, why wouldn't you get four years ahead of it and be able to do it completely by yourself? Yeah, I think that that's a, a key component to what we do for everyone. And obviously, we all know the earlier you adapt those things, the better off <clears throat> in terms of your life uh, that you're going to be in, in the long run. Um, that's not to say that if you start when you're 25 or 35 or 44, like that, that isn't going to sustain you and, and make your life healthier and potentially allow you to live longer. Uh, but obviously the sooner you start, the better. Um, and so I hope that we are able to reach kind of that younger demographic and help that. Um, but then also make it, a norm even for our clients who may have found these sorts of things later in life. Uh, I think that there is the vast majority of people look at how we live our lives as kind of like robotic um, and that we don't enjoy life because our life is so focused around how we eat, when we eat, when we work out, what our workouts look like. Um, and that at the end of the day, we are just real people and we enjoy everything that life has to offer in terms of, you know, going on vacation or going out to dinners, going to shows, you know, and experiencing what other people enjoy doing in life. Um, but just doing it in a way that supports a healthy lifestyle. We could, we could probably do a better, maybe people think that because we don't really voice that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of what they hear from us, either whether you're an in-person client and you talk to us every day, or if you just listen to the podcast, it's like, we never, we don't really talk about other than today going out to dinner or going to a show or whatever. You know what I mean? So we could maybe get better at that. Or yeah. not saying, not advocating like, oh, you, sh you can go out four times a week and have the physique of your dreams. Just like that we aren't completely like we do leave the house and do try new restaurants and do go out and go on vacation and whatever. Yeah. Do everything that, uh, that normal society f finds enjoyable. We just, uh, do it in a way where it, it kind of doesn't matter. 
And so I think that's where I, I've voiced this to some of our clients is I'd like them to get to a point in terms of their daily habits and in terms of them being where they want to be physically and in terms of their capacity and all that kind of stuff, that it just does not matter. It does not matter if you go out to dinner once a week, especially if you are where you want to be, right? If you're in a fat loss diet, like, yeah, it's a little different. You have to be maybe a little tighter for a little while. But like if you're physically where you want to be and then you're in maintenance kind of indefinitely, it does not matter if if you're pretty dialed in the rest of the time. And that's how we look at it. So it's not this big point of stress when we do something like that. We just do it sort of as a matter of course because it just doesn't make any – we know that it doesn't make any difference. Um I think the other thing that probably we don't do a good enough job of explaining is we do those things because we like them. We do those things in terms of how we view training and planning for training and how we view nutrition and how we view all a supplementation and all that kind of stuff. We do it the way we do because it makes us happy at some level. We like it that way. It doesn't mean it has to be that way. And one of the things that we work on, and I think sometimes we actually do this in a way that's subtle enough that people don't even notice that we're actually doing it with them, is finding the path that makes them happy. And of course, we're always going to advocate for what we think is the healthiest, most optimal, and at the same time, most sustainable path for them. But ultimately, it's what makes them happy and what they enjoy. Um, and that is almost certainly not going to be completely congruent with what makes us happy. So, yeah, we're definitely not machines. Um, and we do we, we do the things the way we do them because that's, that's how we like to do it. And that could change over time. It may not always be the same, but we accept that. And right now, that's, that's kind of that's the idea. Yeah, but I think that's also just part of our growth. Right, because once upon a time we didn't function this way. Yeah, and so you know when we say to a, a client like this is where we're going to meet you um, to get you to where you want to be, it's because we've nine times out of ten we've been where you are, and we understand that like you can't go from zero to ten and just be at the level that we are, whether it's with your nutrition or with your training. Um, but our goal is to help you get there and to take kind of the better path than what we did, right? Like we know what we, we tried and we failed at or what didn't work. Um, and, and so to try and help you not have those pitfalls and just be on that, on that track to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. It's like almost every, everything you hear that you just think to yourself, yeah, that's happened to me, or I've done that more than once. And so that I think that's a nice part of coaching sometimes when you have the breadth of life experience that you weren't always super dialed in. And there were, in fact, times where you most certainly won't, weren't, uh, that you can understand where people are coming from and help them start to chart a course to getting to where they want to be. Yeah. Little by little, if that's what's needed. Yeah. And so I'd say for any of our clients who have been with us over the course of this last year, or maybe even prior to that, um, if yeah, you're summer, summer in multiple years, yeah, yeah. So if you're at that point where you're like, ugh, like you just don't feel like we're wrapping up this year, and with as 
crazy as it's been, I just don't feel like I've made progress that I should have made over the course of the year, or I thought I was going to be in a different spot. Like go back and actually look at your training log. Like it's, it's all there. So you're going to be able to see where you were at this point last year if you were with us, uh, or six months ago. And a lot of times that can kind of push you through these kind of gloomy days of like actually realizing how much progress you've really made, uh, even though it doesn't seem like it. Sometimes it's important just to do that, even if you don't have that down feeling, even if you feel perfectly fine and you're enjoying the process. It's not the worst thing in the world in, in True Coach, which is the platform we use uh, to hit view exercise history for something and scroll and, and just scroll for a while and look at the progress that you've made over time. And, and we do the same thing. Everybody looks back and be like, wow, I used to do this for a given amount of weight and now I'm here and it's I'm here as a, like a matter of course like it's not a very big deal um, and it's those are good reminders that that your work pays off it just doesn't pay off in a way where it's immediate and on an exponential scale forever it, especially the longer you do it the payoff flattens out a good deal and it, it ends up being something that's a slow, gradual process, but that underscores the importance of enjoying the process. If you love the process of going to the gym or just exercising, it doesn't have to be at the gym, um, and you love the process of finding out about your body and how your body works and how this food reacts with your body, and you think that's super cool because it's something that you didn't know before, that's, that's what it's all about. It's not all about PRs and sheer performance, although that's that's a cool part of it and that's important. Um, it's about finding out more about yourself over time. Yeah, and obviously we, you know, talk with our clients about how progress is measured, and obviously weight or reps in in the gym is one way, um, but body composition is another, right? Like so, right now, Ryan, you're in a deficit. Um, in terms of your weight, but if we look at where you were a year ago, uh, in terms of your weight, probably in the same spot, right? But if we look at like, like my your, body weight, your body weight, yep. But if yep. we look at pictures, right, or if you got like a DEXA scan or something, you know, that uh, talks about your muscle mass, right? You've put on a significant amount of muscle over the course of the last year, so it, it's those things that you need to look at as well. Yeah, and sometimes you need other people to tell you. Uh, sometimes it's you know it's hard to see it yourself, especially as you get a little older. Uh, but you have to just kind of trust the process and make sure that you ask people who can view you externally or, or look at your workout. If you're working out by yourself, you don't have other people who can kind of look at you, and you're just looking at yourself in the mirror. That's where the workout log comes in, and you can do do kind of the simple math where. If you can do ex way, way more than you could before in a given exercise, if you can squat 100 pounds more than you could last year or a year before or whatever, or you could, even if you do the same amount of weight, but you do it with far better technique, you have made lots of progress. And that progress probably shows in your performance, in your general health, in your sort of capacity through the day, and in your physique. And that's sometimes that's just uh, something that you have to do for yourself is stop and take a second and be like, yeah, I actually do look like way better than I used to. 
And, and, and it's not something you even have to share with anybody. You don't have to share it with a coach if you have a coach. You can just know it yourself. Like, yep, we're moving the ball in the direction we need to. You just understand that it's never going to be as fast or as drastic as you want it to be. Yeah. Right? How much can you deadlift? Almost enough. How much can you squat? Almost enough. How's your physique? Almost there. Right? It's never, it's never there. But yeah. that's not the point. Right. Yeah, uh, so I saw uh, one of our clients the other day for the first time in several weeks, and uh, it just it was amazing to see his transformation um, and acknowledging to him, like, I noticed it because it had been so long. So I think that's the other thing is that probably something we could do better as coaches into our next year is ensure that we're excited for our clients' progress. I think we are. We just have to make sure we have to make sure they can see it. Yeah. Uh, I think there's no question we're excited about it. We talk about it internally all the time, the good things that people are doing. But we just need to make sure that they know. For sure. All right. One year down. We'll see how many more years to go. Oh yeah. <laughs>